Welcome to the Innovation Drivers Podcast, where Canada's top technology leaders discuss ideas, successes, and challenges that are creating a better future. Brought to you by the CIO Association of Canada, in partnership with the Business Leadership Podcast Series. Hey there, how are you doing today? Thank you for taking the time to join us on the Innovation Drivers Podcast. I am Edwin. And I'm Hamza. We are so happy to have you. Hamza, how are you doing in your part of the world? I'm doing all right. I'm looking forward to uh, learning more about our conversation today with Paul. Yeah, uh, today we sat down. You're going to hear the conversation with uh, Paul Twig. He's the National Technology Leader at NTT Data. And the conversation was really interesting, Hamza. Yeah. What, 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 what did you take away? Well, Paul talked about uh, rapid innovation. He talked about smaller proof of concepts, you know, not to try, try to boil the ocean. And obviously what's happened inside a pandemic now where digital has become a necessity. Yeah, I mean, that that's such an important conversation. I remember just, you know, really listening and writing down notes as we do. So for those who are joining us, I hope you uh, really find this conversation interesting. Um, but with that, Hamza, let's just get to our conversation. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Innovation Drivers Podcast, Paul. Thanks, Edwin. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to have this conversation. Hamza and I were uh, really, you know, hoping to really dive deep into innovation when it comes to Canada, but really interesting with the times also to get some insights into you and your business and and how some of the transitions that's been happening because of um because of a global pandemic, um COVID-19. So, um I guess I always like to start and we like to start off as maybe getting a baseline and if you could share with us maybe what innovation means to you now um you know running leadership in a number of businesses organizations and maybe what it what it may mean now after this pandemic yeah for sure and and, yeah i i think we could probably redefine that word almost every day right now you know as the you know change is so rapid uh the you know pre-pandemic uh, innovation. And, and, and again, I, I think I focus this on IT innovation, right? You know, innovations across every industry. Uh, you know, the industry I'm in is in, in IT. Uh, there. So, you know, ar- around IT, you know, it was all about uh, trying new things, doing it quickly, fail fast. You know, that was a common mantra you heard. Uh, the, uh, you know, proof of concepts uh, around business, proof of technologies, just, and really just seeing if seeing if stuff works. Uh, and you know, we as a, as an organisation, we've won several awards over the last year for innovative projects that we've done. Uh, you know, around looking at leak detection in pipelines and, and different things like that. And it all started with these small proof of concepts. Uh, I think you know. As we're going through the pandemic, you know, innovation to a certain extent, at least from a technology perspective, uh, is almost taking a you know step into the side a little bit uh, there, or it seems to be. Uh, and then you know, as we're coming out of the pandemic, pandemic there and seeing the end of the tunnel, you know, I think innovation is going to completely change uh, from a, uh, moving from this proof of concept world really into this proof of value or product type uh, world uh, where you know 
it's not innovative unless we can show real value. So forget the trying piece. You know, this has got to be tried and tested now. Yeah, and I love I love that take in terms of proof of value now. And that's something that in the startup community and that fail fast mentality or mantra, sometimes it was just, you know, that MVP or the product market fit was uh was had no value, but there was a fit to it. And and they and people were able to immense a lot of sales and services from it so that that that's an inter- interesting point uh, when you when you talk about that Hamza for for your point in terms of proof of concepts and proof of value what are you thinking now in your world when it comes to the value and, and I know things are really changing as well yeah it's actually I have a question back uh, back to Paul at the end of at the end of uh, uh, of this answer but I think it's you know if you think about the world um, where digital was a great option pre-covid and and digital now becomes a necessity. And depending on how how quickly we, and and how much we go back to what life was, whether that's 100 percent or whether that's 50 percent, I still think in a lot of ways it'll be at least 50 uh, percent more digital will be accepted at the minimum. So I think when we're talking about building MVPs now, there's so many businesses that are that are going to be driven on those digital enablers uh, that it'll it'll fundamentally change the speed at which uh, technology is actually deployed and how it's used. And Paul, I'm, I'm wondering what your thoughts are around that in terms of, you know, the old normal, the new normal and the acceleration of now what used to be, you know, you, you build an MVP and you have to pitch it and you have to get people to agree. And then eventually it you know takes hold um, and, and people say, well, well, yeah, I can see somebody using that versus now everything's digital, right? You have to use digital. Uh, curious on your thoughts around the, the, the change in uh, almost the way people are, are actually having to uh, go about daily life and what that means to the world of the MVP and the world of technology and platforms. You know, that's a fantastic thought. So I think there's a lot of CIOs that are going to be up for CIO of the year uh, this year, right? As we've implemented three to five year roadmaps in three weeks. Yeah, or in some cases, one week uh, there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I think the majority of organizations had a digital roadmap, right? How, how to become more digital. Uh, in some organizations, you know, it, it wasn't seen as a, a focus area. In, in others, it, it really was. But, you know, the, what the last couple of months is, has taught us all is we know how to accelerate when we're actually given the um, – focus to really accelerate right as processes all of a sudden were thrown out of the window you know in some instances uh, in detrimental security wasn't really at the forefront of decision making you know collaboration uh, really wasn't there you know cios really you know they have a lot of pressure uh, and a lot of things on their mind you know just to give you a few examples uh, you know one of the uh, topics of discussion that we're having at ntt data frequently is around this uh, culture of speed uh, idea where, you know, as a CIO, uh, you've got to have a technology forward mindset. You know, you've got to understand where predictive analytics is going to fit in. You've got to be able to understand automation and how to maximize those investments. You, you've got to understand customer experience and new business models and how to use AI uh, to be able to do security and other aspects. And that, that's a lot of things to think about. And overnight, we were said, you know, we were told, go make your workforce work from home, right? Uh, in a in an environment that was typically foreign to us. You know, we we had VPN connections. 
you know, and when I say we, I'm talking about the IT industry uh, typically uh, here, you know, VPN connections dialing in, not enough VPN connections to get in, you know, looking at VPN sharing to where now, you know, as I talk to CIOs across the country, we're contemplating, you know, do we actually need to bring the majority of our workforce back into the office or actually does it work working from home? So, you know, that acceleration, I, I think, is is key because we've learned now how to accelerate. And I think there's going to be a, a special period, you know, post-COVID, you know, maybe it's actually already already starting now as uh, organizations look at that return to work policy uh, that's coming out uh, there where we're having to go back and look at, you know, security, collaboration, uh, and, you know, some of the aspects that maybe were not as important as we rush to get stuff done. Uh, but at the end of the day, we were able to keep working, which, uh, you know, I think is a massive shout out to the IT leaders across Canada. I mean, that, that's a great point, Paul. There's been many conversations I've been in over the last two to three weeks talking to business leaders, whether it was in technology or not, and asking the hard question, how will you get your teams back into the office? And recent news when we're recording this was Twitter just said their whole organization will work from home from now on all the time. So that shift is happening today and and it's really interesting and to see how organizations as a whole really adapt to this because in the past there were leaders that I spoke to who were like, oh, in our industry, it's impossible for people to work from home, but now everyone's working from home and even more efficient. So it's it's so fascinating for me. Think think about the boardroom uh, conversations, right? So, you know, think think about requirements gathering sessions uh, around uh, changes and projects, and you know, these have been some of the big things that we said, "Hey, that'll never happen remotely," right? You know, just literally three months ago, you know, sitting down with clients, listening, we'll never be able to do that remotely. We have to be in the same room. We have to be able to share ideas. To now, where we're we're actually running these remote sessions, where we all have whiteboards, we're all sharing the same whiteboard uh, technology where, you know, doodling on each other's doodles, so to speak, right, and designing technology solutions remotely, having cameras switched on and just really being engaged. And we've taught ourselves in just a really short space of time that remote work can work if we have the right tools in front of us. Yeah, 100%. I guess that leads me to to wonder, um, because with the acceleration, especially coming from the IT side for the CTOs or the CIOs, um, now that these three to five year projects have been implemented, that's been on the on the project plan for maybe years, like what what are the new challenges that you are expecting now moving forward? And I, I, I think it was, you know, Humza, you know, maybe we can, uh, uh, I can reach out to you for some opinion on this. You know, you, you kind of brought this up of, you know, all of a sudden we're working on this new digital uh, world, right? And so we're, we're having to go back and start to redraw new roadmaps, you know, and the concept around a digital roadmap now is taking a, it's a whole new world of really what does that mean? And I'm going to suggest, you know, instead of things like, you know, let, let's migrate to a new productivity suite or let's, let, you know, let's migrate to a infrastructure as a service solution. While those are going to be important topics, you know, the key accelerator that I think we should see on roadmaps now is how 
how we're going to create and utilize our data to generate new business models or keep our business even afloat in some instances. Well, I, I would uh, I would just add to uh, I would just add to what you said by um, by just <laughs> stating the fact that you, we've been talking for for years about getting IT and technology leaders to help to drive the business strategy. And I think uh, the other thing to add on to what you just said was. I think a lot of the projects that are going to be uh, taken on in the, in, in, as a next step are going to be about what features are we enabling for the business? If you think about the retail space and what happened, what's happened with COVID, every retailer who didn't have the ability to do curbside pickup right now has had to figure it out. And if they're not, um, you know, their, 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 their businesses are being hurt. So uh, I think it'll be features like that, whether it's curbside pickup, how to, how to enforce social distancing, keep your, your customers safe, uh, how to engage with people online, and how to digitally enhance your revenue. Uh, I think it's all about uh, tra- transitioning people to uh, to the business impact and the business value. But just, just thoughts around the acceleration of that goal as well through COVID. Yeah, they, you know, one of the things that NTT Data, they, they, they've, done, they've done well, and, you know, Personally, I feel I work for an awesome organization. Uh, then I, I enjoy my role. But one of the things they've done well is, you know, they looked at, you know, hundreds of different offerings and kind of boiled it down with under some great leadership uh, there uh, around, you know, now 15 different digital offerings uh, that we have as an organization. So even as an IT organization, as an IT consultancy, it wasn't about we can do anything. It's now we've got some very key focus areas of things that we can do really well. And I think, you know, internal IT organizations can really could really benefit from that kind of approach. But one of the core tenants that go across all of these digital offerings is customer experience. You know, it's something that we, you know, are, are really placing as a foundation, you could say, uh, for, for what we do with our clients, you know, as an organization, because, you know, no matter how great the technology is, if customer experience is not considered, it'll be a product, it'll be a solution that'll just never get used. Yeah, no, thank you for that. And and it's really important to always think about, even more importantly, as, as, as you go through that, talking about customer experience. I know I was, uh, <laughs> that there was a meeting I was on recently and new products and services and no one was even exper- talking about customer experience and someone actually stood up in the room and the, not stood up, I think it was a Zoom call and said, uh, um, how do we know anyone's ever going to use this type of thing? So it's really, re- really good, important points for this um, conversation. I'm really interested as we bring the conversation towards Canada now and understanding where we are and maybe think holistically on the sense of as Canadian technology leaders, you know, where could we be looking at as a whole as, you know, maybe some quick wins or some opportunities that we should be looking at to maybe raise the bar of Canada when it comes to being tech leaders within the world? Yeah, that's a, it, it, it's an interesting question, right? So I think we've got to get back to the the speed uh, aspect of, of how quickly we can do things. We, we've just proven we can do it quickly. So how are we going to put that speed of innovation into our roadmap now? Um, you know, take, take security as an example. You know, th- this could be a long drawn out topic. The reality of it is if we actually implement AI, you know, AI-driven security solutions, you know, we, we may not be spending all the time 
that we previously had planned on security, right? So I think that's one of the areas that really stand out to me, you know, as organizations have moved so quickly into the cloud, uh, into productivity suites, you know, we've seen in just three weeks, uh, people, you know, all of a sudden they've Imp- implemented this communication tool and then moved on to the next communication tool and, you know, stopped this one and then moved over to that one. Um, as, you know, as security concerns came up or use co- concerns came up and, and you know, under the umbrella of security, but really, you know, everybody's just moving because it's uh, hitting the media rather than, uh, you know, understanding the actual under- underlying security there. So for me, uh, security innovation is going to be, uh, is going to be key. You know, if I was going to do a startup company tomorrow, I, I think that's where my, uh, where my topic would be. Um, I, I think the second space is there's going to be a new breath of life fed uh, into the collaboration tools. You know, we would just about getting a handle on it, I think, as uh, as organisations. Um, but you know, when we when we look at all of our data, must exist inside Canada. You know, in a Canadian cloud, uh, in in a lot of instances, right? We look at uh, privacy concerns around that data. I think one of the the negative aspects of COVID that CIOs are going to have to deal with at some point is you know. COVID's caused a little bit of a spread, right? You know, a document's really in insecure places where, you know, where they should be. People have worked from now working from home, working on machines that maybe aren't as protected as what it what they were when they're inside, you know, the four walls of our office. Uh, and so I think collaboration is going to be uh, one of the quick wins uh, f- around innovation. I think we'll see a spurt of tools uh, there, but you're, for, for me, the biggest one is going to be management of cloud technologies, right? This this is where your biggest innovations uh, are going to be is, you know, how, how we can control uh, the license usage, the costs of, of cloud, right? So I, I heard many a time, hey, we're not going to the cloud because it's no cheaper. We've got fantastic infrastructure. We've got fantastic team um, on, on premise. We, do, we don't need that cloud. And all of a sudden, we've just needed the cloud uh, to move. But that's going to incur a, a crazy amount of costs if it's not controlled correctly because it's a different approach, right, to budgeting, right? We're, we're now budgeting based on compute uh, rather than based on physical devices or physical capacity. Uh, and so, you know, we have to be super careful about that. So, you know, looking at that Canadian market, I think those are three quick wins. You know, maybe Edwin, just quickly, I can talk about one of uh, one of my passion points, uh, you know, and it's maybe not a quick win in innovation, but you know, something that um, is more uh, forward thinking, you know, there's going to be a new space for a whole set of as a service type offerings. Uh, then I'm not talking about just IT consulting companies. I'm talking about any type of organization, even internal in your organization, where IT can set up as a service based budgeting uh, with their uh, with their internal teams. Yeah, and this comes to that point that I think you and I were talking about earlier on, where it's about outcome based delivery rather than task based delivery. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I and I. I see a lot of shifts and conversations to to that point, Paul, in terms of really talking about outcomes and and providing these as as a service technologies and um, out there coming out and and it, just being sort of with my ears on the ground and and seeing and hearing these things, especially putting it around the Canadian context, it, it's really exciting in terms of what could be happening. And we are at, in Canada proving, like you said, able to 
we have the knowledge and the expertise to do things rapidly when push came to shove, right? Versus being very conservative and very slow rollouts and, and whatnot. Uh, Hamza, what, what are you seeing in terms of in, in that point when it comes to as a service within 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 the organization, within CIO CAN or with it within your day job? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I think everything digital just just got put on a rocket ship uh, with COVID, and uh, while the world needs to uh, needs to focus on getting you know people healthy and and, and society back in order, um, I do think that you know the opportunity the opportunities that that digital leaders have, IT leaders, technology leaders, marketers uh, have now is unprecedented, and, and I do think the collaboration. Um, that uh, that was mentioned earlier, I think is is key. I think it's about how the IT leader can actually work with um, everybody across the organization to bring the best ideas forward, and then build really great innovative business concepts. The, the thing that I wanted to highlight as well is that you know we we can't forget about it. I know many are not uh, is is security and cyber because as as we now digitize and accelerate into this even more digitized world, uh, you know, cybersecurity and digital security and privacy and data are going to be even more important. And so I think as, as the other thing we've heard from our members is as, as they have um, across the CIO Association of Canada are, are, are continually driving more digital and having more of these kinds of conversations, also balancing the investment dollars and also the narrative just around uh, how much we need to digitize, but also digitally secure and protect. Uh, I think it's a very important part, and uh, one one uh, shouldn't uh, outpace the other. They they need to work together. They need to work together. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And it sounds like there's a <laughs> from uh, what Paul was saying, Hamza, in terms of like if he were to do anything today, it is in the security space. So there is alignment in that with this digital uh, migration of the world, right? From 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 every every corner, every vertical, every industry um, that really needs to be on there at this point. Um, one point I wanted to bring up, and it's something that uh, Paul and I had a quick um, thought about, and and it, and it was the thought about innovation and being global. So, Paul, what are your thoughts on that? Like, it, can innovation really be global? Yeah, that is great, great question. It's a, a world that I'm living right now, you know, as we've got teams around the world and, you know, all of a sudden you start talking about patent IP and, you know, potential issues uh, in, in that space. Uh, but the reality of it is I, I think innovation becomes global when we're able to learn uh, from each other. You know, and just to give you a quick example, uh, you know, one of the innovation stories that comes out of NTT Data is the Open Innovation Contest that we host every year. Uh, it's a global contest. Uh, this year or this last year, uh, we actually hosted it in uh, 20 different countries. Uh, I, I was the host here in Canada uh, and just some amazing innovations. And then we, we take these winners uh, and we uh, uh, take them all out to Tokyo, but you don't have to actually win to be a winner. So you know, we, we've seen many of these presenters of ideas, you know, and we're looking for innovations that have case studies uh, already. Um, but we've been able to take them and put them in front of our clients. And let me give you an example of a great uh, Canadian story that's coming out of BC right now with a company called AltumView uh, there. Uh, and you know, Altum View, they, they were actually the winners of our Open Innovation Contest in Canada uh, last year. And you know, they've developed a, a camera-based system uh, for being able to look, uh, you know, for issues with elderly people at home. 
you know, so think of telehealth, you know, think of that uh, health from home uh, situation that's uh, starting to occur right now. And, you know, there's going to be big changes around telehealth uh, around the globe. And you know, th- th- this particular solution, you think, you know, putting a camera up uh, in a house to monitor, you know, that, that's kind of spooky, right? You know, it's not something where, where we would all want to do. And so their, their core piece of their solution really isn't the camera, but it's the privacy aspect of the edge compute that's actually on that camera, right? So that we're not getting away from privacy, that it's not recording real images, uh, that, that it's event-based uh, 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 kind of processing. Uh, with that camera, right? So, you know, I think they've really caught the vision of this uh, kind of COVID uh, era uh, type innovation. Um, I, re- I really love that and I, I want to learn more and maybe we could share some information about that organization. And just, just real quickly, it was the thought of that edge computing and, you know, going back to normal and physical distancing. Like imagine a Starbucks that had something like that and, and we would know how many people were actually in there before we even got there. It doesn't matter who they are. It's just people, right? Um, so that, that, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and it's really interesting uh, take on, on, on innovation and being global as well. Um, be- before we end, and this is an amazing conversation about both, both Hamza and Paul. I'm loving, I'm loving this and I'm excited to share. But, I mean, I'd love to get either from both of you, um, but we'll start with you, Paul. Some final thoughts, uh, observations, and it could be anything when it comes to innovation or IT or some of the new insights that you had over the last eight weeks since COVID-19 um, hit, um, but to just something that we want to share with the technology leaders who are listening today. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the question pre- prior to COVID was, is fast possible? Uh, the, the question now is not, uh, is fast possible, but how do we do fast uh, effectively, right? And so, you know, if I was to sum up all my thoughts uh, here, when we're building that roadmap, right? And I, I would say every single one of us really have to sit back and now redevelop our roadmap and whatever that strategy is and hopefully start to build in agile processes into a roadmap. So it's not a, a three-year strict roadmap that has a dollar figure attached to it, but it's something that's agile and can change. The key there is change before change is required, right? So make sure that we're building the ability to change into our uh, uh, into our roadmap. Uh, the the other point I would say as well is you know re- remember that your people are your most important asset, and I, I think sometimes uh, this can be forgotten uh, here. You know, no matter which organization you're in, your, your people really are your most important asset, right? So you know, protect them, enable them you know, work with them, you know, be a team with them so that as you guys go through this change, as we program change into a roadmap, we, we can really work together to enable the organization to be successful. Mm, that's great, Paul. I really appreciate it. Any, any final thoughts um, from you, Hamza? You know, I would just, uh, I think Paul summed it up beautifully there on the things that matter. Um, I, I would double down on uh, the fact that you will have to, as, a, as an IT leader and a technology leader, you will have to work faster. You will have to uh, build solutions in partnership with others in your organization. You should embrace that and, and you know, go faster if, you, uh, if, if, you, if you're already doing it and step up if you, if you haven't. And the last one, which is the most important, uh, take care of your people. 
you know, uh, taking care of your people through this crisis, take care of your people's, uh, uh, mental health as well, going through this and after this, um, you know, your people are, are, are all of the, the most important assets in your organization that, that make all of our businesses go around. So, uh, Paul, I think you, uh, I, I think you, you, you hit on the most important one there. Uh, and I think if we do all, all of those things, uh, you know, once we recover from COVID, uh, the future will be bright. Amazing. I would really appreciate your time, Paul. Can you tell us where we could find more information about you, your company, or anything else you want to share with us today? Yeah, so a website, ca.nttdata.com. Uh, there, you know, we're, we're, we're not a small organization. It's a large organization. So you can uh, find us uh, all over the place on social media. You know, my, my email address, you know, paul.twig at nttdata.com. And uh, feel free to reach out via LinkedIn or uh, through email. Be uh, happy to have a conversation. Awesome, Paul. Well, I appreciate your time again. Thank you for joining us on the Innovation Drivers Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Take care. That's it, folks. Thank you again for joining us on yet another episode of the Innovation Drivers Podcast with our special guest today, Paul Twig. You know, so much to learn on that on that episode. <clears throat> the uh, the realization that you can be remote, frankly, anywhere in the world now that uh, we're we're inside a pandemic, and you can get everything done. Sometimes even get more done. Yeah, and, and I really liked how, you know, we're going to, you know, when he's talking about creating and utilizing the data to generate new business models or to even keep old business models, infrastructures afloat. It, it was such a fascinating conversation, and I, I really appreciate Paul's time for joining us. But for more information about Paul, NTT Data, please please do check out our show notes and for more information on the CIO Association of Canada and how to become a member, go to ciocan.ca. And if you did find any value in this episode, please subscribe, rate, and comment on your favorite podcast player. Hamza, as always, always a pleasure. I look forward to our next conversation. And for those joining us, thank you for listening. And for everybody out there listening to our podcast today, go get your day. <laughs> <laughs>